What up, Fight Club League Nation and the Fight Club League members? Thanks for joining the Pump Fake Podcast, brought to you by the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. I'm Benny P, and joining me as always is the choicest P. Sweezy. Say what up to the people. What up to the people, Dojo Sensei? Here we are. Let's do it. Choices, bro. Uh, we aim to cover all the content, notable topics, and matchups from the Fight Club Fantasy Football League. We make no promises on time, but we do make promises on effort. I cannot emphasize enough how much effort we put into this. It's all that I have. Yeah, I don't see any effort left. <laughs> it's all out there. It was gone. What do we? Uh, what do we get into this week, man? Man, you're gonna want to stick around. All right, everybody, you're oh. gonna want to stick around. You listen. don't want to stop the pod right here. Just you don't, don't. Touch that dial. <laughs> Tune in. Because we're going to get into a little bit of trade talk. Of course. Right on the front end. Just getting into some value situations. Then we're going to get into our segment where we screenshot and we hold you accountable to what you've said in the group me and otherwise. Shot, shot, and shot, guarantees shot, shot. that were made. We've got to catch up on those. Ooh, a guarantee? Now, there were a few Travers, but a lot of Wades, mainly from one of our co-hosts of this podcast. Yeah, you got it, man. Mainly, exclusively, <laughs> from oh. one of the, po- the co-hosts Trades of this 98, podcast. Trades 98, 99, and 100 for the, uh, for the Fight Club League. Boom. Century mark has been hit on the trades You're for welcome. this league. And then we're going to, of course, review our pickums, see where the state of things are for Ben P. and Patrick P. on our Lifelong pursuit of perfection in the pickums and to avoid the spiciness of foods. And then we're going to get into, of course, the next week of pickums. Parlay. And then we're going to parlay a bit. We're going to bet a bit. And then we're going to announce, guys. Stick around for the announcements because they're here. They're coming in hot. Yeah, if you uh, usually get a shout-out, make it to the end of the pod. I'll Listen to the end of the pod, there. and there's a shout-out for you waiting. <sighs> Man, great podcast. Fantastic. See you in there. Listen to the Fight Club song. That Let's me. do the podcast. Recording this on Wednesday night at ten oh five. What do you mean? Don't give you a head up. Heads up. We're here. Freaking bust my eardrums with that drop <laughs> every time. Yeah. So recording this pod on a Wednesday at ten oh five. So starting a little bit later than usual, but I'm gonna get after it. Got a yeah. great podcast for you. So without further ado, I want to jump into a segment. If you are ready, of course. Patrick honestly doesn't seem ready tonight. You know what I mean? He doesn't seem ready. It, for the listeners at home, he doesn't seem like he's ready to go. I'm locked in. What are we doing? All right, so I got a question for you. Okay. Let's talk about trade values. A lot of trades went down. We're going to be reviewing every single trade that did happen over the course of this week. Obviously, we've got the manager in place to talk about them, myself. And um, we'll share our opinions and all that fun stuff. It'll be good. But I kind of want to talk to you about trade values. I want to see, I don't know. I just want to hear your thoughts on tradable assets. Okay. Tradable assets. Obviously, every team is loaded in a in an area. Quarterbacks, your running backs, your tight ends, your wide receivers. But I wanted to ask you, from the landscape of the Fight Club League and where the current teams are, what is the most valuable asset? Currently. We talked about currently, yeah. We talked about, so this is week seven. We're 
midway through the regular season. We've got seven more weeks left going into week eight here. And I want to – we had a conversation earlier about how the running backs are not producing like they used to. They're starting to straighten themselves out. We had a big week for running backs last week. But where do you see the value in our league as of right now? Does that is that a does that make sense? The question that I'm asking. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> um. Obviously, for me this year, I shifted gears from any time okay. I've, I've ever played fantasy football. This is the most I've ever focused on the wide receiver. Obviously. So again, like I kind of said, it is obviously team dependent. Mm-hmm. But I guess if from your personal review, being in the Fight Club League and looking league wide, what would you say when you get to a team having a star in X category is the defining player for our league. Like you, did, how you get what I'm trying to ask? What, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Wide receiver for me. You think? Yeah, I think so. Just because wide receivers right now have the ability more than I think other positions to just blow the top off of a week, and that is what's carried me through the season so far. So getting a Jamar Chase who might have some low weeks and some blow up weeks. If you get multiple like that, that's the strategy I've been taking. Multiples. Is just getting multiple wide receivers where you can increase your ceiling. Because, yeah, like you said, like we don't have the running backs that are just shilling out the points this year like right. we normally do that blow the top off. Where in the years past, I've always highly valued the running back position. Tried to find that lightning in the bottle. Lightning in the bottle. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I don't know. I... I this year decided to say I'm going to stack a quarterback with a wide receiver that I think is going to be a good combo in the year, and then I'm going to pack in my wide receiver position all the way to the flex to mm-hmm. the point of like valuing those over running backs, even a running back that was hard for me to get rid of, like Damian Pierce. So we'll see if it works out. So <clears throat> I just think it's so hard to pinpoint a running back that is going to bring you value consistently week to week in the current landscape. Yeah. So I'm not willing to give up a lot of value for who I think would be a good running back, especially when they get injured more than any other position. Hmm. So I, I put the highest value on wide receivers this year. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I kind of have a theory. It's not tested or anything like that. But the reason why running backs were able to blow the top off of a given week is because of their accessibility to touchdowns, mm-hmm. goal line touches, things like that. I feel like in the league – the at the I don't know it's changing to where passing touchdowns and again I would need to look up the stats for this rushing touchdown versus receiving touchdowns like what's the straight up number like how many are there and mm-hmm. how little are there of the other one they may be the exact same but it feels like at least from a fantasy football perspective we do see the touchdowns like we see them in players we see them in blow up weeks we see them with multiple touchdown games so for us not to see that many this year uh, at least none that have caught the eye of every single league member it makes me think and you're exactly right with the wide receiver position that it has the highest ceiling play for sure it makes me wonder if the touchdowns are going to wide receivers this year uh now with that being said you saying wide receivers part of me wants to agree and i guess i want to play a little bit of devil's advocate no i i guess i just want to see another side of it and get your opinions on this as well Wide receivers okay, so usually... Okay, exactly devil's advocate. Got it. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, well, I guess... So let me finish my thought on wide receivers. Wide receivers, historically, very, very high upside, but a lot of volatility. I feel like that's also something we haven't been seeing this season either. 
the volatility in wide receivers is, yeah, they can give you a, a one week that might be bad, but when you look back on the last seven, it's like, well, you've produced for the last six, whereas it used to be your digs, your high-end wide receivers, they'll give you a three-point outing maybe every every three weeks. They'll give you one of those. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like this is not the case. Like there is consistency in the wide receiver position like there hasn't been before. And again, no stats to back this up. This is just from sure. feeling it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I was, that's why I was looking at Chase because there were several weeks where, yeah, he didn't give me any duds, but it was like not what you want, like eight points, nine points, ten points, nine yeah. points. And then he blows up with, you know, 24, 28, 29. Um, I guess we can look at Diggs real quick. He's been more consistent. But, yeah, he had an eight-point and an 11-point week. So that's why, like, for me, I was like, man, if I can just stack up these top-end wide receivers who might have an eight, nine-point week here and there. Right. But if one or two of them pop off one week, then they can carry the team, which is exactly what happened this last week for me. When yeah. my whole team was on bye and the whole team was – Right. Like, I only had Chase and Burrow, and it allowed me to get the top points in the league whenever crazy. I had Diggs and Jefferson on by. It's like, unbelievable. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, so I have just, yeah, the wide receiver this year, the top end of wide receiver has been so powerful hmm. so far yeah. through halfway through the season. Yeah, we'll see if that trend continues. The only other thing I want to kind of touch on this point before we wrap it up, and part of me wants to get the thoughts from the league, so I'll make a note real quick in the good old faithful trust in the doc. But, but going to, I guess before you move on, Going to like the devil's advocate side of it, like obviously Evan is in the same position I am record wise, and he's seen his success from mainly quarterback and running back. Wow, that was Barkley. the other position. I was going to say quarterbacks, though. We always ask, like, hey, should we be evaluating these quarterbacks higher? Should we be giving them more value on the draft? Should we be really looking into quarterbacks more? And I feel like this season has really brought to the attention, like, not only Josh Allen, mm-hmm. but even. Jalen Hurts, and even uh, who's number two? Is it Burrow now after that last week? No, I think Burrow's top five, but I don't think he's made it. I don't know who number two is. I should. On the season, you mean? Yeah, and I just feel like it. these quarterbacks, with how much passing I think is going on, going back to our previous point about wide receivers, their floors are higher for the top, you know, ten quarterbacks, top five quarterbacks especially. Their floors are higher, and – they can really blow off weeks, like just, yeah. I mean, 40 points in if, a given week. If we're looking at season easy. average so that we're not looking at the bye week, it's Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, and then Jackson. Yeah, I'm sure with the average of Burrow last time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah and, uh, and so, like, that's the other side of it is Evan doesn't really have what you would call stud wide receivers. No, I would actually say lack he, thereof. He has Saquon and right. Josh Allen, and that has carried him. Um, and yeah, I mean, the rest of his team is good enough to support the rest of that, but he doesn't have the star wide receivers that I find on my team. So he might say quarterback, Yeah. but I, I also have Burrow. So Burrow also has been one of like, obviously one of the main reasons that I've been putting up points like I have. Yeah. So, okay. So last point here, I want to get this feedback. So in our league, I think it's pretty unanimous that the tight end spot is the most scarce. Yep. Okay. With that being said, I don't feel like the tight end is valued equally mm-hmm. with your running backs and your wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Obviously the position, there's differences in point value there, but I guess where I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get at in the conversation that I had with Tiz in the midst of our trade, which we'll talk about later is 
even with a guy like Hill, okay, volatile as is the word, like he is the definition, okay, but because he is someone who has a high ceiling play and can be inserted into that tight end spot that has to be filled every single week, mm-hmm. I feel like the value should be up for all tight ends. Thoughts? You think it should be up? I think it should be up, period. The reality is that people are having to stream your tight ends that are getting, obviously, you know, your six, your seven, your eight points a week, which is fine. It's doable. It's passable. And if the rest of the league, if that's the can. If that's the consensus average, then obviously you're not getting beat out that bad. But I guess the tight end spot has to be filled. And so for those reasons, and again, I know that I lost my trade with Luke. We'll talk about that later as well. But the example using Kelsey, okay, obviously Kelsey being number one, Mm -hmm. but the idea that Kelsey going up against a player like a player like a top five wide receiver in, let's just say, Devontae Adams or... Uh, a player in Diggs or Jamar Chase is not valued equally with either of those players. Right. Even though that tight end spot has to be filled every single week, people feel, I guess, like they have confidence of being able to stream a tight end. But what I'm getting at is, like, I, like, and again, I've said this multiple times, but every single week you have to fill the spot. If you can fill the spot with somebody who has a high ceiling play like Kelsey, I feel like that should put the value over someone like a Diggs or someone like a Chase where you can go elsewhere and get equally same talent when there's only, you know, a top one, top two guys. Is that making sense or is that? It makes sense, but you have to fill for wide receivers. You have two spots and then a flex. So they're always going to have higher value because you have one tight end spot. So you only need one tight end. And yeah, I mean, if you start looking through the tight ends, like I was just doing, like Kelsey, he had one week where he really blew up and had a game, like a, a week-winning week. Yeah. He had a 30-point week where he had four touchdowns and 25 yards. Right. So, like, if, if you look at the tight end position, there's not a lot of times. Like, Taysom Hill obviously had his game-winning week mm-hmm. where he had 37, but then you're looking at 5, 10, 1, 8, you know? So, it's the, the tight end position <clears> – <throat> I would say it's similar to wide receiver in the respect that sometimes a wide receiver will have a down week like that. But whenever you have multiple spots you have to fill, obviously the trade value is going to be a lot higher because you're going to have to fill all those spots with wide receivers. With a tight end, you can, we can all have a top 12 tight end. Hmm. Yeah. I guess what it really comes down to is the floor play for a tight end. It's that's, that's really where you're at mm-hmm. is the ceiling versus a floor with a tight end is just not that of a wide receiver. So they can't be valued as such, even though they have to be played every single week. Mm-hmm. The reality is that the average tight end is going to put up five to eight points. You want to move to a two tight end league so that we have more value on the tight ends. Is that what you're getting at? Because that sounds so exciting to me. I feel like there's some. Let's get, just get rid of the kicker. Add another tight end. <laughs> Whatever yeah. gets it, whatever makes it happen. I know everybody's excited to play the twentieth best tight end. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, yeah. So I just wanted to talk about that because I I was in a lot of trade talks today, and I felt in the league between talking to three, four different people, just the evaluations on how we're holding these members of the league, these positions in the league, to different standards. I thought it was a, a conversation point that I wanted to hit. We're going to talk a lot of trades as we get into it, but that's really all I wanted to say about that. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next segment? Zero things I want to say before we get to the next segment. Awesome. Thanks for your feedback. Let's Mm -hmm. move on.
everybody is on all right let's get into the shot segment shouts out to Lil john yeah 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 what there's a Chappelle skit have you uh yeah like Oh yeah, where he's yeah, it's good. We don't need to relive it, but man, oh. if you uh, maybe I'll throw it in there. Throw it in the old group me, Dave Chappelle. Let's yeah. see, classic show. Love that show. Uh, Dave Chappelle, Lil John. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Um, let's talk about shots. Let's get into it a little bit here. I'm gonna start with the very first one. We had a couple of guarantees going into this week. Guarantees going into this week. Guarantees going, going into, into this week. This week. So I'm gonna start with numeral now. <clears throat> Patrick P. Game of Jones organization guarantees 100% scoring efficiency this week. The start sit decisions will be perfect with zero mistakes. Most efficiency manager award on the way. Boom. Nailed it. Walk me through the managerial setup here. Any questions about who should have started, who was on the bench, and how you got there? When you get to the position you're in, uh, I mean, it's just so easy to look at your lineup, know exactly who to put in, because you're looking down at five bye weeks. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I literally had my entire bench was on bye, and J.K. Dobbins was hurt, so I had no decisions to make. But I was, I was sweating it midway through the week that I was gonna have to drop somebody I didn't want to drop, um, just to get a lineup fielded. But didn't have to do that. Got to keep everybody and filled a full lineup and. Wouldn't you know it? 100% Wouldn't you know efficiency. It? Wouldn't you know it? Called it. I really thought it was going to be 100% efficiency in like 70 points. That's what I was expecting. Mm, okay. But uh, <clears throat> that was not what fate intended. Okay. So going into going to the next one, I uh, wanted to – let's see. Yeah. wanted to follow up on a guarantee from Connor F. right on the heels of you. For the record, I guarantee the opposite for my team. So the opposite would be 100% scoring inefficiency mm-hmm. that week. Uh, start decisions will be absolute mistakes. Uh, and there will be so many mistakes. Right. It will be the most inefficient manager award given to him. It looks like that was stolen from him yeah. from the likes of Davis B. Oh, dang it. Um, but not by much. I don't know. When I kind of go through there, yeah, he was down there at the bottom. T- uh, let's see. He's bottom three. Bottom three. Bottom four. I, I saw, oh, here comes Debo up there, 84.9. Oh, here he comes. Oh, here comes Debo. Um, well, it's funny because I guess I'm trying to understand it here. Davis, being the most inefficient, had the most potential uh, and didn't, didn't – it's just weird. Like, his picture is different than – What's what? weird? Sorry. <clears throat> so, yeah, Davis, most inefficient. And bottom, bottom two, but, yeah, he's right there at bottom three, number 10. So – uh, can't say he was wrong, except he wasn't the most wrong. So, right. Sorry, um, that guarantee is not going to be recorded. Doesn't do guarantees often. Should we keep track of these guarantees for the likes of yourself and Connor F? Or guarantees even just are they just you know chaff in the wind? Do we even care about guarantees anymore? No, we only count them for Evan S. Okay, perfect. Good noted. With that being said, let's move on to the next guarantee we don't care about. Um, Luke S., I guarantee I'm currently having chest pains. Worrying about this week. Hard to verify. Hard to verify. Hard to verify the guarantee, but you got to take man at his word. I mean, there's nobody else to take more at his word than Luke S. Yeah, especially when he's doing a trade with you. I'm kind of worried. Apparently. Um, <laughs> chest pains. 
Should we, again, we obviously have a suicide hotline here for the Fight Club League. Everybody knows about that. Pompey mm-hmm. Moto Media Group uh, has been avid about saving <clears throat> lives here. Well, obviously, league. Cook cares more about his patients than setting his lineup, so he could have called him. No, he, he gave us feedback for that. Oh, no, you're right. It yeah, was, he cares it was more about clients his over fantasy football. Yeah. I mean, just one of those so guys. So I'm just saying, if just... Luke could have called him, he would have. He would have dropped Camara just to go, just to come find him. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna give him a booing. Yeah, boo, Cook. Patience over fantasy football. You should much to our chagrin. So I'm. I, he's still messaging in the group me. So I, I guess his chest pain's passed. Yeah, chest pain. He's doing okay. Okay. Um, that'll do it for. Let's see. I want to make sure I'm not missing anybody. Um, Evan S. I mean, Evan S. Did have a guarantee this week. He did. We have to talk about it. Uh, I, I almost missed it. I put it first, but then I, I overlooked it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, man. Uh, that's not. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. He a guarantee. Nailed it. And he crushed it. Uh, Eric J. With the, with the W. So, he called it the way that it was, and Eric J. was right on the heels to scoop it up, and Evan S. takes his first loss. Feels good, doesn't it? But his first guarantee win of the season. I hate this. <laughs> So, Even when he loses, he wins. Right. So yeah, we talked so, about this before. He was using it to his advantage before, but then when it actually it happens, work. it doesn't matter. Doesn't work. So now he's back to fifty-fifty, one for one on his guarantees. On his guarantees. But yeah, I don't, it didn't work in in the in his favor. I wouldn't say he he was trying to use that. I think as leverage, right, to actually win the week. Um, but he's now got a, not a negative queen sweep on his guarantees. He's just one and one. So it's just like. What what's the point? Oh, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. Boo Shacklet. One and one. You lose for the league, boo you suck. And you show that you're human. And then boo for guarantees. Like I guess you're only fifty percent, so you you still suck in that category. So yeah. just a double loser. I guess so. You know what I mean? But yeah. He did get his guarantee, so congrats. We'll give him a woohoo for that. Yeah. Calm down, kiddies. Calm down. Okay, that does it for guarantees. I um, want to cover a couple other screenshots here as we move along. So I just want to take a moment. Let's go ahead and... I want to pour one out for Brees Hall. Oh, Lucas took note uh, for this one. Um, up-and-coming running back definitely will be in conversations for running backs next season as he recovers, but <clears throat> suffered a season-ending in- injury. It's a shame, you know? It's it a shame is. to see such a talent go down. And so we just want to take a moment to pour one out for him. So what are you drinking over there? Well, I am drinking the post-millennium beverage of choice. Budweiser Liggity. No, Bud Light. Bud Light is what we're drinking. And, um, it's a Liggity. Yep. That is always brewed using the choicest? The choicest? Choices. The choicest? That's a word? I don't know. I've got a koozie on mine. The I can't choicest hops, best barley malt, and rice. Look at that. Choicest. The choicest, bro. This is the noisest. All right, let's t- The choicest is the noisest. Let's pour one out for Brees Hall. Oh, baby, we fell. The choicest for the noisest. Yeah, pour one out. Is there any thought to uh, Cook holding on to him and not dropping him? Do you think he's just trying to... It just a, feels bad. It's emotional. It just feels bad to drop him. It's emotional. That's all it is. Yeah. Maybe he thinks that he recovers quickly. From ACL. <laughs> Mark. Mark. Shouts out. We don't want to um, see any shadows of Mark here. No, we don't we don't want to see But that. I get it. <laughs> Golly. Uh all right, let's do the next one. 
We talked about Evan S taking down the first loss. They talk about Tiz taking down his first win. So congratulations to Diz. All the kiddies are excited. We're excited for you. Getting your first win is really, really nice. It's a really special moment. Your first time. You know what I mean? Yep. The question was what would happen first? Tiz would get his first win or Evan S would get his first loss. And it happened at the exact same time. Looks like it happened at the exact same time. Man, that's uh, if I was a betting man, I think I voted for Evan S to lose first. I did vote for Evan S to lose first, but I did think maybe it'll both happen this week. Yeah. So, um, especially <clears throat> after he made that trade. Yeah. It. Yeah. Fill down his roster a little bit. So, moving in the right direction and on the heels of that win, thinking about you know a strong rebrand. So thoughts on the name change? Uh, for those of you listeners at home, don't call it a comeback. Okay, it's a song by the uh, infamous. Yeah, infamous. Uh, infamous. Oh gosh, is it Cool J? Hey, uh, is it Cool J? You nailed it. Is it really? Hello, Cool J. Hello, Cool it's, J. Uh, Mama said, "Knock you out." Cool J. Um, don't call it a comeback. Been here for years. Whatever, whatever. Tiz has been here for years. Um, and statistically speaking, uh, looking at all of his information. Yeah. He's been here since 2018 uh, and he has a record to show for it. A 46% win total, 29 wins, 34 losses, not turning in the best direction, but not the worst manager statistically. Uh, with that being said, he's been here for years. Don't call it a comeback. What are your thoughts on the rebrand? And do you have any hope for the Tiz organization pulling together a couple of wins and maybe getting themselves out of the suit? That's really where this conversation comes down to. Let's talk about the bottom teams and where we are with a suit update managerially is that okay sure let's see the current standings have him and it's pronounced Horbe davis b uh and here comes debo as the bottom three teams mm. you think tiz's organization can pull it out and maybe get a couple of wins here and maybe we're looking at debo or Horbe for worst manager of the 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 season there's potential. I mean, I, what did he put up? First of all, week? tell me what you think about the name change. Well, he put up 98 points. I was going to say maybe he had a really good week. But um, <clears throat> the name change, don't call it a comeback. Um, no player relevance. No player relevant, relevant. so it takes a little little knock there. Sure. We have to be fair judges. I feel like the we got to be fair judges, but I just feel like the, the manager's scraping for anything. Any way to make uh-huh. a spark. Yeah. I mean, and know? putting cool, cool J in the, in the lineup never seems like a bad decision. Sure. Uh, I like I like that he changed the picture. Yeah, been here for years. Got the boombox in there with oh, Cool yeah. J. So yeah, I mean overall I like it. Of course everything can't be perfect. So if he could have worked a like if he if he had a player named Comeback or something in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I don't know, but Deontay Comeback or something. I I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I I think it was a good a good rebrand. I think that. It's halfway through the season. Anything can happen in reverse, yeah. as it's been said. Mm-hmm. He can end. It's a great way to put I it. mean, he's one and six. We've got seven games left before the end of the season. Seven games. Regular so season. He can left. end eight and six. Man. I mean, not, let's not talk about getting out of the suit. Let's talk about maybe making a playoff run here. No. <laughs> We've seen the winning streak freaks do it. That's true, but I think that was three losses. So. Um, he's a little late to that party, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I appreciate the hopeful thoughts and our thoughts go out to Tiz and his organization. I feel like he is making moves 
to give himself a higher floor, which is all you can do in a situation with Tiz. Yep. Your ceiling's capped, brother. Uh, for the points for the way that you match up, uh, 631 points over the course of seven weeks, you're still 100 points shy of the mm-hmm. next closest individual. So that's the problem, is scoring. So Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. See if he can figure that out as we move forward. We got to figure out the scoring. <laughs> got to figure out the scoring. Um, anything else you want to say about that? Yeah. What do you want to say? Good luck. My man. All right. Moving on. <laughs> on the topics of rebrand, everybody update your sleeper app and move off of the Wink 7 weekly report and notice Ben P has updated his team's name. No longer as far as the IKLC because he was – Again, using this word, infamously traded. We'll talk about that one later. But the rebrand comes back to, Come on, baby, make it hurt so good. Sometimes love don't feel like it should. Yeah. Make it hurt so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're only trending downward after making that rebrand, so I think it's smart to... Called by Lucas. Sorry, called immediately, immediately by it. He was like, that's a big move. Yeah. Don't know if you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So ended, up showing, ended up showing, uh, throwing Jonah off the ship. A bit of overreaction. He's punting Kelsey out the door. I don't think it was his fault. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was his fault. Definitely not losing. his fault. Um, uh, again, we'll get to the trade later, but the rebrand going back. Again, we had Hurts on by, so, you know, I mean... Took the week off, needed a rest, needed a recoup. I completely understand it. I respect it. Got to spend time with the family. Um, but now he's back, and the rebrand is right back on. Hurts so good. Seven people that were on your roster last week that are no longer on your roster. Yeah, we made some shifts at the midway point, and again, we're going to get to that later, so yeah. why don't you just shut up over there? Well, I just noticed it when I was looking at the week seven. It's off-roster, off-roster, off-roster. Seven people. All right, let's get to it. Let's get what's What's up next? Let's talk about kickers. This is going to be more of a monologue because I have a partner that doesn't want to talk about it. But uh, I love it. Let's do it. I screenshotted crap earlier. Let's do it. I did too. Like, what do you think? We weren't going to screenshot it. We freaking take screenshots for a freaking podcast. Yeah, for a living. Yeah. And what did you think about? um, (laughs) He was. uh, He was. um, Like, can you guys see this? (laughs) Freaking idiot. Like Can I just, I all I did, I was hard at his message. I didn't like respond or anything. It was just like, yep, like yeah. <laughs> got it. Um, <clears throat> so I, uh, yeah, kicker analysis, man. For context, Evan posted a screenshot of an Excel spreadsheet where he had some kicker stats, and he said it would, what do you say, it would be deleted in five minutes or something. So obviously we're this screenshotting that. Self-explain. Yeah, self-explain. Yeah, it'll it. self-explain. Yep. Tucker and Carlson statistics on them. Low end kicker one. Average kickers. Bottom of the barrel kickers. I mean, I like the data. Uh, shows obviously mm. why kickers are so relevant in this league and why they need to stay that way. Do you think that's what it shows? Yeah. I mean, just, you, you know, can give me a breakdown I feel like it's of why. Pretty obvious. Give me a breakdown of why. Step point by point, please. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Let's let's move on. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so his average sixth versus seventh kicker differences of 22 points, 22.77 points uh, for this season. 2021, 16.68 points. And 2020, a difference of 28.86 points. So it just goes to show, I mean, don't sleep on the importance of having a good kicker. Okay? 
The difference is that Tucker and Carlson, your top-end kickers, are doing in comparison to our low-end kickers that are just averaging, again, not a bad score at all, but a points per game of roughly seven to eight points a game. Just goes to show you need to shell out for the top kickers in the league. Some statistics behind, again, why consistency in kickers is it's uh it's it's calculable. So it's, you're talking about a difference of an average kicker six point seven six points a week compared to eight or nine. So we're talking about a difference of two to three points a week. I mean, need I remind you that we have, you know, closest margin wins of point zero two points. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously. And it's what got you to a championship. I, I remember very clearly. I mean, if, that's you know, it just speaks to the importance of kickers in this league. Right. You know? Yep, two three points will make a difference for you. Make or break it. That's why you've got to have some of the top kickers. I can tell that my partner doesn't want to talk about this any longer. I just but... like breaking down the stats. That's all. No, I appreciate the data. Big data, man. Should I play the freaking thing? Let me play it. That's huge. But let me tell you Gosh, this. Don't for... Killed it. In all right, this session, it. let us try to understand what is big data. The next big question that comes to our mind is this is my question how huge this data needs to be mm. yeah how huge is this data classified as big data i always over talking man he's a gentle voice um how huge this data need to be i'll tell you how huge this data needs to be it needs to be exactly this huge appreciate the insight evan s i appreciate the free content connor immediately responding you can't get this stuff out for free <laughs> um you can find this on Evan's website, www.greatestmanagerever.com. And he can shell out this information for a weekly subscription where he will update the kicker statistics for you weekly. Anything else you'd like to say about kickers? That's crazy that he could get that URL. That wasn't taken. So impressive. All right, here we go. Want to catch one thing here. Make sure that I don't miss it. Um, let's see. There's a, Frick is going on here? Knapsacks, knapsacks, knapsacks. Um, wanted to make sure that we also poured one out for Boone. You know? Yeah. It's a sad story, but it's a story that <clears throat> Luke S. is right on top of. He yeah. wanted us to make sure that we acknowledged, you know? Rest Fire. in peace, with sweet, Brent, uh, sweet Prince. Boone, you did your job by getting one point for Luke S., you dirty rat bastard. A firefly in a bottle. <laughs> did his job got the win uh alex c actually made this uh relevant to the group me so i wanted to capture that and make sure we had a a moment of silence for boone who went down for injury <laughs> last thing i want to kind of touch on here on shots is um is actually yeah on shots luke said this and i was curious what he meant uh, he went back deep into the archives. September 21st, 2021, 8-12. Mark my words, this league will be scorched by fire and brimstone in the wake of my team. Evan S. talking about his own team. Yeah. Seems right on par confidence level with Evan S. early in the season. So yeah. uh, I'm surprised anybody dug this up. But Lucas Stoltz, I was looking back through old photos trying to find a recipe and found this gym. S-L-O-L. Mm-hmm. Question for you. What recipe was Lucas looking for? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we posted a recipe on here. Well, his photos. So he screenshotted this in his photos, not group me photos. Oh, okay. I, I, I think, literally was like, I don't think we've shared many recipes in the group me. I literally was like, what recipe yeah. was shared on here that you wouldn't have? Yeah. Okay, so he's going through his own. Photos I'm, I'm hoping it was too. a nice Sunday, like buffalo chicken dip or something. Oh boy, that's that's what I picture. 
I'm actually going to ask him. I'm going to make a note. Ask Luke S. Broccoli cheddar What <laughs> were you trying to find in the recipe department? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious too. Uh, actually, let's make a stand here. What did? What Does was Luke he cook? actually? Is he a cook or is he uh, just looking for? I guess something for his wife to make him type deal. Let's see, let's do. Let's see. Um, you cook, cook. You clean. All right, let's take a a stand here on what we think, and maybe I'll throw a post or a poll in the group meet. <clears throat> Two things. Me and you, Lucas, what were you trying to find in the recipe department? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think he was actually looking for? I want to make a, a there's no guesses. I'm torn yeah. between a chicken carbonara and a game day dip. A chicken carbonara, he doesn't need recipes for. Are you sure? Yes. So, you, so hold on. These I think I actually know what I might it is. Not know. I think I actually know what it is. So do you, is he, is he chef Is he chef Does he cook? We're going to talk about that later. Well, I need to know these facts before I can make an educated Fine, guess. Fine, we'll answer so it first. Me. We'll answer it first. I don't know. So me and you get to make our assumption. Does cook? Does Luke S get home from work and cook for the family? Is or he the does cook? He, does he is cook he the from cook? time to time? That's okay, all. Okay. Well, to know. let's make. That's why. Let's, let's put like our stand. Day. Let's put our stand in the ground. Is he a somewhat cooker? Is he the consistent cooker in our house? Grace Ann is the consistent cooker. She mm-hmm. cooks all the time, every would, single day. I would just guess. What does Luke do for a living? He is a insurance agent. Okay. I would just make a guess that he's similar to me, and he cooks from time to time. How often is time to time? On a um, weekly basis, an average. Maybe like once a week. Okay. Some sometimes zero, but oh, zero to one. That is time to time. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's time the over to under next on, time on point five times a week. Sometimes it gets up to two. Sometimes it gets up to three. Sometimes okay. it's zero. All right, that's fair. So yeah, is he a once a time cooker of, during the week, or is he? I would say the over under that me me and you have to decide on is does he cook a week over one and a half times? No, no, no. We just need to figure out if it's point five or more because that's enough for me to know that he, he can cook. You cook once a week. That's a lot more than you think. You want to count down it? You want to count it down? What are you taking like the over under on point five? Because I think that's a good line. Yeah, point five <laughs> is good. Let's do it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, over. Over. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So moves the lineup. He's 1. competent. 5. He's competent at cooking, mm-hmm. and then he's looking into a recipe that he's going to be making himself. Yeah. But do you think he cooks more than one point five? Because I'm under on one point five. I am going to go over one point five. Really? For some reason, I've got him in that category of like maybe three nights a week he's cooking. Wow. I know. I don't know what it is. What a guy. I, what a freaking guy. Yeah. Makes what a me guy. want to drink more Bud Light. Luke, I, I can't believe you cook five times a week, dude. Luke, I can't believe you. you cook every single day. <laughs> I can't believe Every you. single freaking day. Three times a day? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? <laughs> you madman. No, no. I, I'm putting them at I'm putting at my level. Maybe I'm projecting. I'm putting it at three. I'm putting it at three. I just know that he's a selfless dude. Are you um, under or over on point five in your family? Uh, Average? Yeah, average. Man, I guess I got to go under. Like, there's times that I don't cook one time a week. There's just times that, that happens. Mm-hmm. And it happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. And now there are times where I will literally go back to back to back and I'll make meals, but that is just so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So now that we've established, we both think he's a one, at least one plus 
time. Yeah, I know guy. what it is. I know what it is. I already know what it you is. You know what it is. Yes. Gosh, I'm very confident in what he was trying. See, to you find. know more about him than I do. I do, on but this is level. again. This is this is that's a, me knowing him doesn't help this. Uh, it's either okay. It's fall, white chicken chili. Dude, all right, okay, okay, hold up. What? Literally the exact deduction that I just no. said. No. Yes, I was like, it was chili. It's freaking some kind of chili recipe. 100%. I literally in my head, see, you just had to think about it for a second. But it was like, it's fall. He's looking for a chili that he's going to make in the slow cooker. Obviously. Obviously, he needs. And I made a tortilla soup today, so like, yeah. kind of like a chili. It just revealed itself to me. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's there for the picking. So, um Okay, so I guess that's. I was gonna say we got to make a stand. So me and you were saying that Luke was looking for a chili recipe. Sure, that's that's where I, I would land. Now you're saying white chicken. You, that, that was my go-to. Yeah, that's, white chicken. I was thinking. Chili. I was thinking red chili. I was thinking just red, okay. full-body chili. That's how we'll differentiate. Uh, if, if we're actually on it, that's how we we'll differentiate. I think he does noodles in his chili. Oh, you think he's a? He's a I should a know this. This is a problem. Like I do know Luke, so um, yeah. I should know if he puts noodles in his chili. I know that he adds, I want to say he adds crackers, but I don't, I can't remember noodles. Does he add chocolate? Honestly. Maybe that's what he's looking up. <laughs> Do I put chocolate? I'm honestly trying to remember back. Because I guess, like, I would assume that he makes chili the way that his parents made chili. And I don't feel like his, I think that his parents did have noodles and beans in their chili. But that doesn't mean that he makes it that way. Yeah, that's true. I'm not kidding. I think I was like eating chili at his house. I mean, if it, and if this all comes out as not true, then I'm going to look like a complete idiot. But I remember look, like eating chili at his house and I was like, you guys put noodles in your chili. And I would have been like the first times that I had noodles in chili. The first time I had noodles in my chili was Skyline. Hmm. Changed my life. It's good. It's good. Uh, so yeah, Luke, let us know what chili you were <laughs> looking for. Cause we already know it was chili. So let's um, know what kind. And then tell us, uh, what do you cook? Um, uh, how much, how often do you cook for your, for you, Brie and Tilly? So I know cooking for babies doesn't count. That's a little different. Cooking for babies. Like, I mean, like I make, I make uh Claire Joyce breakfast in the morning. I make her eggs and I oh, okay. like, you know, put a waffle in the department and in the department and the department and the toaster. Yeah. yeah put it right in that the doesn't department. count though. Okay. How old is his child? Uh, um, I think less month, than two months older than mine. Oh, okay. So older than, uh, is it two months younger, but somewhere around that age. So like eating actual food, I think it's younger eating, actual yeah, food. eating actual human okay. food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, that was count. good. Glad you're not looking up a recipe that. for the baby. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll get get us what that chili recipe is, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Only the choicest tops. <laughs> How's their barley malt? <laughs> it's the best barley you can possibly get. <laughs> what about their rice, though? It's just rice, man. Just, just rice. rice. Um, let's get into our segment here. Travers and Wade. Let's get into it, man. Travers. Let's start with the Travers. What a journey. Boom. That's some good hops. It's that's choice. The choices. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Travers. So I kind of. Labeled this segment the Heinz sweepstakes question mark. Yeah, absolutely. Very excited. Very excited about these travers. Not going to spend too much time on them because I think they're kind of irrelevant. But, mm-hmm. you know, 
who am I to say who, who shouldn't you? be shouldn't be spending fourteen dollars on Naeem Hines? Sheesh. The problem here is that we all know Cook. Cook is the the Colts guy. Okay? That's true. So it's a problem for him and him alone. It would be the same thing if, like, you know, I don't know. I guess Naeem Hines came over to the Bears. Maybe I'd spend fourteen dollars on him. I don't know. <laughs> All I have to say is that Cook is in the know. He saw this. He jumped on it. And um, your thoughts on fourteen dollars for Naeem Hines? Yeah, it was um, it was an eyebrow razor. Sure. But I mean, yeah, you're right. He's the Colts insider. So, so he's he he might be higher on him than others. Maybe he knows that Ellinger is just not going to be able to throw downfield. He's just got to check it down a lot. But as I think Evan said, he's a more mobile guy. Sure. He's running more. We'll see. I don't know. Fourteen dollars was definitely a surprise. I did not expect to see that. Yeah, let's uh, hope that works out for him and it doesn't end up on the waiver wire here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But uh, likely. With sure. that being said, let's move on to the next one. Tyler Bass seeing a lot of action. A lot of action on Tyler Bass, and I'd be darned if it wasn't a perfect bomb. By Kevin Wallace, Scruff McGruff, uh, both going five dollars on a kicker. Hey man, but you got to know the value of these kickers. You know, we already talked about the statistics earlier. Five dollars oh for gosh, a kicker, it's not, okay. and it's a perfect bid. It wasn't not a season ago. Literally, Patrick is, that you were Patrick, roasting people for bidding anything on a kicker. You're 100. Patrick, I will is pull up your is, tapes, brother. He is beside himself. I will pull up your tapes. We don't need to pull him up. I remember him like it was yesterday. We're sitting here right in the dojo, and I was saying anything over a dollar on a kicker is crazy. Yeah. How the turntables have churned because I think this is great. How they've churned. How they've churned. <laughs> <laughs> How they've choice is turned. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, obviously, perfect bid. Uh, high obviously. value for a beautiful kicker. Um, you obviously got to cut the fat with Butker. And, you know, you. Yeah, you, you hardly know her. But you add, you know, a valuable asset in in Bass. You know, and I'm wondering, you know, how how many people are going to go for Butker mm-hmm. with his off week just yeah. as a stash play? And $5 on Bass for the 17th kicker in the league? High upside, though. Juicy. High upside coming off of the bye. Yeah, he's going to get plenty of extra points. He's not very happy about this. Uh, moving on to some notable pickups here. The Patriots, Eric Johnson with a... Perfect bomb! Getting the Patriots over Luke S. $4. Uh, I also bid on them. Uh, didn't put any money down. Maybe that's my fault. But yeah, we really love the Patriots lineup. Moving forward with the Jets without Brees Hall, Indianapolis, they've got a bye week, so maybe we'll find them on the waiver wire again if they're not stashed somewhere. And they're going right back up against the Jets. you got to love looking at that. And then obviously as you get into the playoffs, that's going to be kind of a, a tough slate for the Patriots. So you're wondering if that's going to be a playoff hold defense. I don't think so. But I uh, wanted to recognize the Patriots there. Yeah, I wasn't happy to see it. That's what I'm going up against this week. Patriots. Bill Check's going to come in pretty fiery this week. I don't think he's going to let the Jets step all over him the way he let the Bears. So yeah. I, I expect Bill to be, see Bill a, be going to make some changes. I expect to see a high and tight Patriots defense this week. I'm not excited. Toy, toy, toy like a toyga. I just I think me and Eric's matchup is going to be let's go toygas. Decided within points, and I don't need the Patriots on the other side. But Getting them a touchdown and 21 points or something like was that. Was not happy to see that, but yeah, it's a yeah perfect bad. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> You want to try it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, toy like a toyga. Let's go toygas. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't stop for uh, Sorry. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the next one then. Scruff McGruff uh, on the 49ers. 
two dollars, and that is a perfect beer. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. Honestly, it's a little higher pitched than yours. I love I could, it because I think I changed my voice yeah. a little too much when it's already a voice changer. Honestly, I, mean, I should have let it do the work. I mean, this. Let the I body thought it was do perfect. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, me too. Let the knife do the work. Is that what you said? Let the body do the work. Let the knife do the work. Let the body hit the floor. Bodies hit the floor. Bodies hit the floor. Scruff McGruff, perfect bid there. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Um, Scruff, or no, I'm sorry, Connor. I don't know. With a two dollar over zero dollar, does that still fall in the category of a perfect bid for you? No, it's not perfect. It can't be perfect okay. statistically, but it was great. Moving on then. Eric Johnson, $2 for, and again, another young kicker that we all love, Young Way Cool. Uh, $2 for a kicker getting out, beating out Kevin. So you love to see that. The action. only time I would bid more than $1 on a kicker is if it was Young Way Cool. So. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yep. Um, Ito Smith, two, uh, three bids on him and a. Perfect bomb! By Scruff. Going ahead and picking up Ito. Uh, we were in the middle of trade conversations before the waivers hit. He did pick up wave, uh, did pick up Ito and thought, hey, he's good enough to hold down the fort for me for this week. I don't have to go over Hill, uh, go after Hill this week. And for those reasons, uh, our trade pieces were changed a little bit. But yeah, good for him. And moving down the slate, no other notables there. All $0 pickups kind of moving forward. Anything but they were would- perfect bids. They were. Do you want to say it a couple more times? I mean, they were. So you want to talk about Jameis Winston was a perfect bid. Great job, Davis. And Allen Robinson was a perfect bid. Also, Garrett Wilson was a perfect bid. Love Love that. (laughs) And last but not least... We've got Gasicki with a perfect bid. Wait, that wasn't high pitched. No, it was a low one. Like we're in Dragon Ball Z and we're fusion. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's all we got to say about waivers. Uh, You ready to move on? You mean Travers? Yeah, that's it. Travers, let's get out of here. Let's get into our waves. And we've got a Red Alert. Red Alerta. Red Alerta. <laughs> um the Boizo Award. Goes to none other than Bang All right, sorry for all that. We're getting into the Wade segment here, and wanted to wanted to headline it with Blizzo Award goes to myself. For didn't really have a Blizzo for last week, week seven, but going into week eight, the trade has already taken place that we're going to be discussing uh, on the Wades here, and <clears throat> yeah. Lost the bet, lost the lost the trade with Lucas by a sustainable margin. Do you want to take us behind the scenes here of what was going on? What what made you hit accept on this trade, or how, give us the details? How this how this shake out? Sure, sure. I'll try to make this quick because there's a lot of trades we're gonna get into. And they're uh, all yours. But yeah, no, seriously. Um, with that being said, we we're both nervous. I, I remember that, and so I'm gonna pull it up. 
Uh, Lucas obviously had no reason to be nervous. Maybe a great play. Here's what I'll say. Maybe I've been trying to go service. after. I've been trying to go after uh, AJ Brown the whole season. I wanted the stack with AJ Brown. And... Well, at least you got him on your team now. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Here we go. So here's what happened. Conversation started with Evan S. I was going after Stevenson. Then conversations also started with Luke S. Prior mm-hmm. to Monday night's game to see how the split was going to be Ramel for Harris. Day. So between the two, a lot of conversations going back and forth, and they were good. With that being said, we had gone to numerous places. Luke was looking for Kelsey, um, Kelsey for Deontay Foreman and Hawkinson, giving me some RB depth, replacing my tight end a little bit, maybe a little bit more valuable, maybe not. I'm not so sure. There was three-way trades we were talking about with Evan involved. Numerous, numerous trades. Uh, I believe it started with Hertz and Herbert for Brady, Harris, and Foreman. Again, that was prior to Monday. So we've come. We we did a lot of talking, a lot of talking. All that to say is that it came down to him wanting. Some me trying to reassure my running back options a little bit and him seeking. I don't even know what we're looking for. Here's the thing. This is the moral of the story. I, you got to believe what you're selling. Okay. In this kind of economy. In this economy. In this economy. Are you kidding me? So here's what I will say. I came to the evaluation of AJ Brown, the way that Lucas valued AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was accurate. We looked at the averages that Devontae had scored in comparison to A.J. Brown over the course of the last three weeks. I think that I was emotionally attached to A.J. Brown. I really wanted that big play, boom, matchup, um, kind of kind of breakout potential from week to week. And so, yeah, it just came down to when we were comparing the two, we'd been through so many trades, a lot of, you know, conversations and all that. And it just came down to me saying, you know, Hawkinson and AJ Brown and Kelsey for Devontae Smith. Who says no? And I threw that trade out there. And again, I just think that I got lost in the lost in the sauce a little bit, mm-hmm. lost lost sight of how good Kelsey's been and the evaluation that should be put on somebody like that. And I maybe again came to the evaluation that he was holding for AJ Brown, which is higher than it should than it was for me. So that's where it was. I lost the trade and I sent it to him. He didn't say no immediately. Uh, again, we went back to a three-way trade involving Evan S. Um, I threw it out to both of them. Probably wasn't really looking for it. And then he came back to me and said, I'll think about it. He thought it was close. Uh, from our conversations, he thought it was also a fair trade. But the league is going to tell you one thing, and that's going to be who won the trade. And so yep. it's obvious that I that he the won the trade and then I lost economy. it. The market yeah, in this economy. The market will tell you. So that is the breakdown of kind of the, the big pieces, AJ – and Kelsey moving Devonta and Hawkinson Hawkstrap. Any questions about that? No, I was going to run it through the old uh, Dave Richard trade value chart. Okay. And see if we can get some insight here of if uh, CBS agrees with you. So let's let's pull up Kelsey here. Okay. His his first name's Travis. <laughs> Travis McElroy. Travis um, McElroy. Um, do they have tight ends on here? Yeah, there he is. Um, so in PPR, he's worth 31 points. We'll, we'll just use the PPR rankings. Sure. For just... 31 points for Kelsey. And then we'll look at I'm Smith. Worried. I'm a little worried. And 18. 31 okay. plus 18. 49. 49. 
Let's just round up 50. Well, that shouldn't really round. <laughs> Hawkinson, let's look at him. We got oh, six God. points. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's the gap right there. 31 And then A.J. Six. Brown is 21 points. So, so over uh, close to double. That's a uh, that's that seems that seems egregious. Is it double? It's twenty seven times two forty four. So no. And so AJ Brown twenty seven times two is not forty four. No, AJ Brown uh twenty one to Devonta Smith at eighteen. Yeah, really only a gap of three points there, according to Dave Richard. Yeah, here's what I'll say about this, and this is the stupidest thing. Um. I literally did the math. Yeah, I, I just got lost in the sauce. Because um, I literally typed this out here. Um, let's see here. So, same here. I'll look at it, too. Saying goodbye to Kelsey when he has... This is what I texted. Uh, when he has been this hot, it's tough from your side. I mean, A.J. Brown, points per game. I literally said from Luke's side. This is ridiculous that I typed this out and I still went through the trade. From your side, A.J. Brown points per game, 15.88 to Devontae's is about a two-point average per game difference. Mm -hmm. This was – the Kelsey to Hawkstrap gap is almost nine average a game. I need to look at the scheduling, and then I'll see if I can press accept. I just sold it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Freaking sold it. And I literally go into a text marathon here, and I go, ugh. Are we supposed to feel like this? Question mark. (laughs) And I said 38 yards or less in four of the last six. What is the Lions offense doing? Because I was upset with Hawkstrap. Yeah. Uh, When does Swift come back? Thinking that he might balance it out. They are all injured. I said they have a depleted backfield. Braz is hurt. There's been more upside. What is disclosed with Hockley's? What's the story here? Does he suck? And then he just responded, do you want me to answer any of these questions? (laughs) I said, no, I'm just nervous. He, He felt the panic. Yeah. He felt it, and he just stayed calm. Yeah, I sent it over, and it was done. <laughs> he he felt like you were backing out, and he was losing the the fish on the. <laughs> Gosh, I I think Dave Richard has his value too high, Kelsey, because I think he's he's, I I do think if you can get like we talked about trade value stuff earlier, if you can get one of the tight ends that separates itself from everybody else and puts such a different advantage on the week. I would put them at a higher value, I guess, but they're putting him at the same value as like Jamar Chase as a wide receiver. Which, that's a what we were talking about. Yeah, and I, no, I just think that's too much. PPR. That, that is PPR. We're half point. I yeah, I don't know. So you can discount that a little bit, but comparing apples to apples, Jamar Chase and Travis Kelsey, like I would never trade Jamar Chase for Travis Kelsey, obviously. I think you would rather have Jamar Chase and Travis Kelsey on your team. Would you not? I think so. Because more often than not, you're not going up against another tight end that's going to put a huge differential on you on the week. More often than not, you're yeah. facing a tight end that's touchdown dependent, eight points a week or less this mm-hmm. year. So it's it's all about competitive advantage. Anyway, yeah, that one was an obvious one. We talked about it. We've already hashed it out. You've taken the Blizzo Award. But as Connor said, and as we both said over the phone before we before, before Connor, Connor said put that in there, thing, yeah. a few weeks down the road, we're going to look back and you're going to have won this trade somehow. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Uh, I've been on the side of winning trades, and it immediately slapped me in the face. Uh, I remember the likes of Chubb being hurt. I remember the likes of uh, who is the Atlanta number one wide receiver. Not Russell Gage, Ridley? the other guy. Calvin yeah, Ridley? Calvin Ridley deciding I don't want to play football anymore as soon as I won that trade with Tiz last season. Mm-hmm. And I was all excited and immediately bit me in the butt. 
Uh, I did wish Lucas the best of luck moving forward, so maybe the fantasy gods will hear my cry and respond to that. But I am curious how they're going to work this one out for me. Yeah, I kind of took things into my own hands, though, as we go into the next trade. And I will say I've done this before. I make a trade, I lose a trade. But with the new pieces I've got, I'm on the move. <laughs> I'm trying to salvage what I can. So another trade between Griff and myself, uh, just to kind of break it down real, real quick. Nothing. Uh, let's see. I just upgraded my running backs is really the name of the game here. And I downgraded for wide receiver um, in theory. Mostert and Montgomery and Gabe Davis for AJ Brown, Naeem Harris or Najee Harris and Khalil Herbert. Yeah. Your thoughts on that trade? Yeah, I give my thoughts. I think this is one of those trades and even your next one a little bit is a, a trade of what do you believe? It's what do you believe about David Montgomery? What do you believe about Raheem Mostert? And what do you believe about Herbert and Najee? So for me Exhaustion, that's what I'll say. Exhaustion? I'm tired of having Najee Harris in my lineup. So it's yeah, like yeah. Yeah, Najee is... There's an emotional kind of like, hey, you, you got... Same way with Akers. Yeah. Like, hey, I am tired of this guy. Yeah. I Yeah, th- so this one is... It's it's so hard to analyze because there's so many people with just unclear futures. Sure. Because Herbert could end up taking the majority of the share by the end of the year. I don't think he needs to. I think Montgomery's fine. Mm-hmm. But the, at least they're a committee. And then Najee has been garbage. A.J. Brown is has the ceiling... But Mostert is looking like they're easy to get the volume. So so it's hard to really differentiate. I think you got the best running back out of the deal. I think he got the best wide receiver out of the deal. Mm-hmm. And we'll just call it a swapski for what you need on your team. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, so I don't think there was a clear winner or loser here. I think that there will be by the end of the year, as there always is. We need to try to do some kind of analysis for that. That would be really awesome if we could look at all the trades and see. Well, we've got, we've got our guys on it. The, the, oh, do you have the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries uh, interns? Yeah, yeah, well, they're 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 very well renowned members of the league who have put trade oh, breakdowns right. before, You're right. trade value retention. Man, that would be awesome. And Somebody I think they that. might use the CBS numbers. I don't know. I don't want to get into their algorithm, sure, but I think sure, some of the sure. part of it may be the Dave. Don't Richard use numbers. that. Those three. Don't <laughs> use those three letters over here. Yeah, um, but yeah. So we will get that at the end of the year. I'm, I'm very confident. It's going to be a conglomeration effort. So, again, on the heels of the aftershocks, uh, aftershock of the, again, trade loss by myself, we got not only this trade to try to salvage some pieces, but then another trade. Um, Ben P. gets Christian Kirk and Mm -hmm. Alexander Madison. So, number one wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars and a handcuff for giving up Zay Jones, Taysom Hill, and Gabe Davis. Yeah. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's... Again, we're not moving big pieces here. Right, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of mid-level stuff. I think because... Part of me thinks he won this one. I, I think that I lost this one, honestly. I think, objectively speaking, value-wise, Tiz has more value. Yeah. I didn't um, realize how good Gabe Davis was. Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew it whenever I was getting him on my team, but that was a conversation, me and Tiz, kind of going through conversations with Griff, it was pretty straight up. I just knew, hey, I'm looking into this. We were looking. He was looking for a tight end. It started with trades with trade talk with Hill. Um, he was trying to get a tight end. As I said before, he picked him up on the waivers, so that changed our negotiations. But we were still in talks about the running back and him trying to have AJ Brown, and then went right back to Tiz after that. Went through with Griff and was like, hey, listen, my team's changed a little bit. I know that you still need a tight end because he did not pick up one on the Travers, and. 
that is why Hill was a piece of this so that he could put somebody in the tight end spot that he that could have a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I wanted Kirk. So Yeah, I think um, I don't know. I think Kirk is still riding high on the coattails of his first couple of weeks where the Jags offense looked True. looked great. True. And they've been trending down. I do think the best piece out of this is Gabe Davis. So I'm saying that I think trending up, turning up, Gabe Davis. Yeah, a healthy Gabe Davis is on a the best offense in the league. He's getting targets. He gets the volume. He will produce. Yeah. Um. So I I I'm not saying Kirk like I think Kirk is a fine piece. I don't think he was as good as he was the first couple weeks. But Gabe Davis is my favorite piece. So I think overall value he got more. I think I like his Gabe Davis more than I like the Christian Kirk. But I think that. Week to week, Christian Kirk may be a good stabilizing factor for you. I think he should get the targets. So, yeah, yeah we'll yep. see. Um, I, I would like to see your roster before and after to see yeah, if I yeah. think so you got I'll better. Take a picture of that so that we can kind of do okay, it and, and run it. <clears throat> before we move on past that one, I wanted to say AJ Dillon was also in the talks with Kirk. I think there is more value in an AJ Dillon, but I really just think that uh, both of them trending so down so fast. Yeah. The question I would have for you, if someone gave you an Alexander Madison or a AJ Dillon would be the way that I saw it is I wanted to go ahead and take my risk on Madison because I feel like the Vikings are going to be relevant during the season and going to be fighting for a playoff chances and lead league lead divisions and kind of conversations like that. Whereas I think green Bay is the whole entire organization is trending down mm-hmm. and we might see the likes of just trash play and not a whole lot of effort. So I backed out on AJ Dillon and I was just say, just give me Madison in the hopes that, you know, if, if something bad were to happen to cook that I've got that piece. So are you saying it was either Kirk and Dillon or Kirk and Madison? Yes. Really? And you took Madison. He said that it would, he was adverse to giving Dillon, but I believe that if we, if I had pressed harder, he probably would have thrown Dylan into the agreement. Uh, originally, it was Dylan, and I just said, "Hey, um, I can go with Madison," and I just had to went that way for the exact reasons that I just explained to you. Yeah. Um, again, I obviously understand that the value for Dylan is higher than Madison because he actually gets playing time, and obviously, the same story is true about both of them. That yeah. I just think that puts you all honestly in a tough position week to week do i start dealing or not because the packers offense and and for my lineup he probably would never find the flex but yes yeah i searched so the only time either one of these running backs really has value for you is an injury right so and yeah i would say that the vikings offense i would rather have a handcuff piece on that than on the packers offense and i'm obviously a little biased but aaron jones is just obviously the better running back so he should get the volume there on a crappy offense and get the targets like he's getting the targets as well yeah so yeah i mean if you're going to take a handcuff and that's the only time you're going to start him i'd rather have Matt. whereas before in the beginning of the season it would have been a landslide you need to be taking dylan because he's yeah. splitting time right everybody thought so he's he was relevant. going to yeah and he just he Kinda just doesn't out. get the volume he doesn't he doesn't he put it out they're just not going to hand it off to a running back 30 times a game and that's what aj dylan needs because he's not getting targets yeah so that concludes all the trades. Again, I took an image of what my team was, what it was before, where it is currently. And here it is. You ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Hit me. So I got rid of six pieces. I added five. Kelsey for Hawkinson. 
Down, down, bad. Devontae for Kurt. I would say Devontae is probably better. You're right. At least trending up. On a better offense. Better offense. Harris for Mostert. I think that's a win. Wait, Harris. Najee. Najee. Okay. Najee Harris that's a win. for Raheem Mostert. Yeah. I, I, I would say even with the chances of whatever Mostert must be might be, that's that's a win. Straight up. Better than Mostert. Yes. I hate mustard. Um, <clears throat> Herbert yeah, for Montgomery. Having the number one, not the number two. Montgomery has been hurt, but I still consider that a win. The only reason that Herbert has produced points over the course of the last two weeks are breakaway runs and a breakaway catch for a touchdown. Yeah, I Were mean, they designed rather, for Herbert? Yes, but I just I would don't. rather have the starter than the backup. Thank you. Um, and then <clears throat> Taysom Hill and Zay Jones for Alexander Madison. I think they're that's plain and simple. The value is not there between those two pieces. Just breaking it down from assets comparable to whatever the other piece is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So read me your starting two running backs, wide receivers, and flex before and after. Okay. Let's do that. I can do it for you. Do it for me. Okay. It is now. This is a bye week, but I'll plug it in here. No, I need the yes. Hurts. Najee. Tony Pollard. Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey. Who's your wide receiver too? Zay Jones. That was before. Yep. Okay. Hit me with the after. After is Hertz, Raheem Mostert, David Montgomery, Devontae Adams, Christian Kirk, TJ Hawkinson. Flex, I get to use Pollard. Okay. I think you got better. I think, my team's I think overall you got better. I don't think you have the competitive advantage at tight end that you had that was a game changer for yeah. you, but I think overall your starting roster is better. I, I think, think so. that your your it's next a lot of hard trades, work. Your next trades dug you a little bit out of the hole. Yeah, you're still looking for daylight. Right, but you're out of the hole a little bit. Appreciate it, man. It means it's a, a cloudy lot. Day. I put a lot of work into it. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding, man. It was a lot of time spent today. Thank God it was a slow day because had it been a like a busy day. Like I'm telling you, these trades made my day busy. Like yeah. I was running around. I had a meeting with an agent. I had a, like a few calls that had to get done today. But the reality is that for the most part, my workday was pretty slim pickings, and I was caught up on everything. Everything was up to up to up to updated and ready to go. All the agents were good on their stuff, and yeah, this was quite the undertaking. So shout out to all the trade people, all the pieces, all the people that I've talked to, conversations. Um, and it might not be done yet. I've got interest in Kirk from a couple of people, so who knows? Yep. Maybe he'll get the the trade before before we find the the, the turf. So the turf, the field. Updated trade data for those of you guys keeping the stats at home. Um, we had a total of oh, this is gonna be great. Let me just break this out how many trades have we had total oh yeah 100 trades over the course of 2019 to now 100 even okay 100 trades that is just congrats everybody that is fantastic pop your champagne we've hit the hundred dollar trade or the hundred trade the hundred (laughs) transaction trademark yeah and i was glad to be a part of it the last three (laughs) the century mark 97 90 no 98 99 and 100 all of them were me <clears throat> you got us there. Yeah, I got us over the hump. 
But that puts us at, for the season, 17 total trades. Three, uh, myself, over the course of week eight. One last week that we already covered, but uh, that's some of the updated trade statistics for that you guys. That is a sign of a healthy league, my friend. Yeah? Yeah. I think we're on pace to beat our 2021 and 2020, you know, uh, current standings, which were 20 trades and 21 trades, mm-hmm. asterisk. But I think we're going to beat it. I think there's another four trades in us this season. Yeah, at least. Wait a minute. We have, we have seven trades. weeks before the playoffs. Yeah, we, four, four more. How many more weeks before the deadline? What's the deadline? Week 12? Uh, so I think it's like 11. 11. So we get to trade. Uh, we have continued trades for week eight, access there. We get to trade week nine. We get to trade week 10. And we get to trade week 11 before you go into division play. So okay. that's one, two, three, four, including this week that trades can take place. I think place. we'll see a few more fly, especially as records start settling in. People start looking at playoffs. Yeah, looking at playoffs for sure. Yep. Man, well, I appreciate the trade talks. Thanks for, uh, again, all the pieces. Let's go ahead and move on to the next segment. What do we got here? All right, let's do it. All right, let's freaking get into some <coughs> pickums for week seven. <laughs> Sorry, they were laughing was, at you. That was they funny. were laughing at you. Um, yeah, let's get into it, man. So we'll yeah, week seven. Why. I went ahead and updated the doc. Show them, uh, show them why. <laughs> show them why. So yeah, I put here on the doc that I am off. Capital O F F F. Capital O F F F. There was six matchups this week. Yeah, and I got absolutely none right. You got zero points. How the other people? Yeah, how the other how how in layman's terms, zero for six. Yeah, zero out of six correct. I didn't do great. Not a one. I didn't do great. Not a single one correct. But I did great on the ones we differed on. Nero. (laughs) You say Nero? Nero. That's a Nero. Near zero. (laughs) All right. Constantly approaching zero. And Patrick got. Three correct in our matchups that uh, were different. We 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 deferred. <laughs> you deferred the week is what you did, and then we differed on three of them, and I got all three of those correct. Uh, but what I didn't do they get call the it in the football when they defer? They defer, yeah. They decline. No, I decline the penalty. I declined the access to these wins. <laughs> yeah, you did decline the access. It's getting late. A couple beers in. Uh, <laughs> we're always around that time. You know what I mean? All right, so in the differing matchups. Yep. You nailed it. Griff and Ben P. I had myself. You had Griff, so you get a point there. That was obvious for me. Yeah. Eric J and Evan S. I picked Evan S. for God knows why, and you I picked Eric J. It's a, it shocked me that you took Evan S. last week. It seemed like a... a Easy Hail Mary for you. Just boom. Stick it to Evan S. With the Eric J. win on his first loss of the season. I just, I'm an idiot. What do you want me to say? You're an idiot. Without his lead stallion. What was I thinking? I don't know. You weren't. Connor F. Lost. We both picked him. Isaac M. Yeah. Lost. We both picked him. Both he lost him. to you. Talk about no that in a second. No one thought I was going to win. That's talk, for sure. Talk about that in a second. Okay. Tiz and Davis was a differing matchup, so you picked Tiz, I picked Davis. Tiz, first win of the of the year. Congratulations, And buddy. you picked it, man. You picked it right on the spot. Yeah. And then Alex Cook. I mean, we are picking you, Alex Cook, and you are letting us down. That's we picked you last week. You two. let us down. I, we picked you the week before. You you, you didn't let us down. You, you won. You, yeah, you did it that time. You did it that time. You let. 
Patrick I did down pick in week four. In week four. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I picked him. I, have I picked him every week? No, no, no. Week one and week two, I didn't. As there's only in week one and in week two, neither one of us picked him. But I was. But right. we changed. We changed our ways, and he yeah. screwed us. Yeah. Yep. So All anyway. Right. So. That's the Alex Cook update. Yeah, we both. <laughs> <laughs> that's the personal Alex Cook update. All right, so let's get into the. I mean, the reviews here a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to give you some notables. I want to. I want to multiples. Um, multiples. Notables. Notables. Let's. Uh, I want to give you a platform. <laughs> Don't take long. But talk to me about this win over Isaac Am and why it's relevant to the league. While I drink this beer. Sure. Yeah. Um, highest Just point, really open it. Highest points in the league two weeks in a row. I did not expect it to be this week. With putting up the highest points in the lead, 149 points with Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson on bye. Does that scare you at all, Ben P? Makes my butt hope real tight. Yeah, it scares me. It scares me to death. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that, but I kind of did. I, it's a <clears throat> the phrase that we usually use around here is uh, about that big. Yeah, 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 real tight. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, another number one QB week for Burrow and number one wide receiver week for Jamar Chase, pushing us over the top. Definitely thought I was going to lose this week. Had no business winning this week. Definitely had no business getting the had no business. But uh, somehow pulled it off. Give him the business. Pretty crazy. Teams trending up from a high point. Congratulations, man. That's freaking awesome. Thank you. What other notables do we have? Other notables. Evan S. lost. We kind of talked about it at the beginning of this. We also talked about Tiz getting his first win. Yep. Walk me through picking the first loss for Evan S and the first win for Tiz and nailing those two picks in week seven. It's pretty clear for me. I mean, obviously Evan S is Try not to make point. me sound like an idiot. Evan S's strong point was the, the quarterback position, Josh Allen, the lead stallion. He was on by, knew that was going to be a tough one for him. Lost his thoroughbred Marquise Brown. Mm. Um, he was down bad. You know, it just seemed like it was brewing for him to get his first loss going up against a really tough Eric Johnson team yeah don't talk about fight chubb who has been killing it made some moves man and his team's solid yeah he got second most points on the week um this was a tough one for him to win now evan s was no was no slacker he put up 118 um outscored a lot of the league outscored one two three four five six seven teams this week yeah but went up against a stronger eric team on the bye week so the buzzsaw so Buzzsaw is ready. Bonesaw, yeah. I've got you for three whole minutes, man. Of playtime. Playtime. And then... Uh, uh, Who hey, is that? Is that Macho Man? Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage? Yes, Macho Man Randy Savage. He was Bonesaw in Spider-Man. Oh, can I do this again? Hold on, hold on. Bonesaw is ready. Mm-hmm. Maybe... Bonesaw is ready. I've got you for three whole minutes, man. Three minutes of... Three minutes of playtime. Yeah, baby, love it. Yeah, so that's 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 the rundown, the Evan-Eric rivalry. Um, just came, up, came upon him on an unfortunate week without the lead stallion. Looking down at the AO Tiz, don't call it a 
comeback rebrand. I mean, yeah, he made. We talked about the trade. Yo, don't call it a comeback. Been here for years. Yeah, man. And I can tell you listen to that every day. And you know, all hey, man, I guess it. LL Cool J, man. I nailed it. You did nail it. You did nail that. Nail it. So, I I mean, we talked about it. Tiz made a trade with yours truly. Traded away a bye week. Justin Jefferson added some pieces that raised his four. And, yeah, I mean, they did just enough. We got Hopkins with 15 points. Damian Pierce with 15 points. I mean, Kirk with 13 points. Did just enough that week to raise his four enough to beat the uh, the Horbay squad with Dalvin Cook on a bye. So, and Devin Singletary. So, yeah, he did, he did just enough to get that first win. I felt like he had enough after that trade to raise his four enough to get that dub, and that is exactly what happened. So, unfortunately for you, I go up to plus eight on the year. Unfortunately for you, you go to negative eight on the year. And unfortunately for you, you're going to lose, buddy. Oh, okay. You're going down. Here it is. You're going down waiting. big time. We have been waiting. <laughs> We've been waiting all season for when – Patrick would be overconfident and finally feel. <laughs> We've made like, the point. All right. I mean, so plus two, eight over the course of the last two weeks of my team yeah. scoring the highest points in the league, and now I'm up eight on you. Yeah, going overconfidence on, galore. Yeah. Going seven three difference in the last two weeks has put you at a point where you're just like, this guy sucks. He's not picking the right teams anymore, and I'm gonna run away with this pick him. Yeah, you better you better show up. You better dude, show up week in week dude, out. I am so excited now. <laughs> Because it's like I don't know how I don't know how to explain it. It's like once you do this, again we've talked about it. The fantasy guys are listening, man, mm-hmm. and I don't think you were overconfident last year at any point. I mean, maybe internally you were like, "I'm fine. I'm up a couple, whatever," and we only had a couple weeks left. Yeah, but <clears throat> I I definitely didn't think I was gonna lose last year because I was up like four. With but you like didn't come out and just up. like say it. You, no, no, no. But now I am because last year my team was kind of trash. So I, I, I've got the double confidence of my team is good and I'm killing you in the pickums. So it's like overconfidence galore right now. I'm I love on it. top of the it. mountain. All right, guys. Until so I'm down. Listen, it's week seven. It's week seven going into week eight that Patrick P is just Halfway like, up. I have got this pickum in the bag. Yeah, it's over, man. Up eight. Um, yeah. Man, let's uh, eight hole. I'm ready to go into next week. Are you ready? Eight ball corner pocket. Game yeah. blouses. Game blouses, bro. You might as well just quit. That's so great, dude. Wait, 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 wait. So we're in this as of right now. We're halfway through. We're halfway through the season. Halfway through the season. Because we stopped the pick-ems at playoffs. Halfway through the season. Currently, we've got the reward of a B-dubs on the house. That's right. You buy whatever you want. Uh, The other person's dime. We get to watch some games. I'm going to look at the menu right now. Yeah, you start what sauce do I want? Uh, And then also the punishment being that we've got to go through the Bomb gauntlet. The bomb, whatever the second to last sauce is, and last dab. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can make those tendies um, when the time comes for you. Whatever when you, you want, I'll do the opposite. Say what? If you want tendies, I'll make you wings. If you want wings, I'll make you tendies. Oh come on! <laughs> the punishment is the sauce. Like so, at least I should be able to eat what I want to eat. Yeah, I said what I said. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so it kind of brings up, okay, overconfidence. We're here now. Yep. Do I try to leverage time for the chip? Do I try to say, like, no. with an eight-point handicap that, bro, like, the chip is on the table. The chip, man. You Loser don't want Loser gets it. the chip. I am going to save you. You don't want the chip. Okay, but, okay, answer the question. So if I did say, 
outright loser gets the chip, you get an eight point handicap. What would you say to that? Absolutely not. There's nothing in the you world. You would still say no. Yes, dude. I'm telling you, you don't understand. But it's not for me. I'm saying like you're saying that the you been there, very, man. very, very minimal chance that I do win. Yeah. You're saying that's enough chance for you to be like, absolutely not. Absolutely. I could be up mathematically impossible for you to come back. <laughs> and I wouldn't. I wouldn't go for it because I don't want to put you through it. I don't want to see anybody go through it. You could be in the hospital, brother. This ain't no joke. Oh, my God. It's got you for more than three minutes of play time. <laughs> Trust me. It's got you for 24 hours at least of play time. And that's after you prep your gut for yeah. a full day and carb load yourself. Trust me. You don't want it no part of that. All I'm right. Sticking with the plan. Sticking with the plan. Stick to your guns. Okay. Um, I think this is a good place for us to be. Let's move on to the next thing. All right. Let's do the week eight pickups. I'm excited. Coming off the heels of our review there of week seven, just went zero for six. But for some reason, I've got a pep in my step, and I'm feeling like I own the place. Yeah, you fired up a little bit. I'm fired up a little bit. So going into these picks, I'm ready, man. Okay, I'm ready. Let's get into it. Ben P versus Davis P. Matchups of the PPs. Okay. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Wow, listen to you. Yeah, listen to me You're go. Spitting fire. All right. I'm ready. Three. Two. Wait. <laughs> Make sure I'm good here. Three, two, one, Ben. ben you picked yourself. Yeah, I picked my wow. freaking self. Pollard is going to outrush Elliot by a mile. And it's going to be beautiful to see him overcome him fantasy-wise. Thank you for writing that in there. Yeah. I'm ready for the next matchup. We've got Evan S. versus Connor F. Okay. Three, two, one, Evan, Evan S. S. All right. We're not differing. We're going for a queen sweep then. Here we are. Let's see. The stallion's back. The workhorse is there. Yeah, stallion's there. I'm not sure how Caffrey's going to be. Uh, I don't know. It was close. Because his wide receiver core is so bad, and Pittman's been halfway decent. But, man, I don't know. It'll be close. Will the Muth get loose? Luth. Luth? <laughs> That'd be the question. That would be a question. Um, ready for the next one, Patrick P versus Eric J. Okay. This is a tough one. 50-50 on sleeper right now. The highest Straight projected scoring split. of the week by both teams. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, what did I do? What did I, who did I pick? Okay. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Patrick Eric J. P. Yeah, here we go, paper. You knew I was so confident right now that I was going to pick myself. Uh, It was close. I mean, it really was. Uh, I don't know. Really, what I've got here is, again, we've got rain in mm. Cleveland, my dude. I love it when it rains in Cleveland. So, Burrow to Chase, I'm looking for not so good, not so efficient, and I'm looking for work game from Mixon. It's Monday night, bro, under the lights. I'm just saying, man, Come I'm just on. saying. Chubb against Cincinnati. Mixon, I think this is going to be a running fest. And uh, so you're going to go down. I also think Walker is going to have himself a day against the Giants. Um, but it really comes down to this, man, and this alone. Is Jefferson and or Diggs going to like just get you out of the hole that you're in because right. Chase doesn't get a huge game? Sure. Yeah. They can do it. So no, I'm more, it's gonna be a it's a heavyweight matchup. 
it's the two highest projected points. Are you going to have week. him for more than three minutes? Who? Of playtime? Playtime. Yeah, I'm definitely, I hope so. I hope so too, buddy. All right, next matchup. Alex C versus Griff. Uh, you know, I meant to do this. I'm sorry. I yeah. can forget sometimes because I'm forgetful. Um, Alex C versus Griff. Alex is three and one against Griffin. He's got his number. Wow. Okay. With that being said, uh, I'm ready for the pickums. <sighs> Sweet nothing. <laughs> Um, three, two, one, Alex C. Griff. Yeah. I don't know. This one was surprising how close it was because I did see things on the Bill S side of things that I liked. I think Henry yeah. will have a huge game in Houston Boom. that could very easily swing the bar. It's whether or not Lamar Jackson is going to play quarterback or not for the Baltimore Ravens or if he's going to suck pap. Yeah. Um, sack pap. Sack pap. But, yeah, I mean, what are you seeing on the Bill S. side of things that you like so much? Yeah, I was liking Henry. I I just, man, I, just, I keep believing in the Bucks' offense when I shouldn't. I just feel like Mike Evans should pop off. And, I mean, he has been getting targets. So, And he's got the A.J. Brown ceiling. Yeah, I just like I like this side of it. And Cooks let me down two weeks in a row. So, so I know that when I go away from him, he will win. <laughs> I so, know. Feeling good about that one. Feeling yeah. good. So, Move on. We've got Tiz versus Luke S. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yep. Three, two, one. Luke, Luke S. S. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's tough. They're they're splitting hairs at this point. It's uh, it's Brady. It's if Baltimore gets up early, is Brady going to be able to throw and kind of pull him out? Jacobs has been great, so we'll see how he does against New Orleans. Um. Pierce against Tennessee is going to be tough. So you lose some points there. So, yeah, I don't know. Pierce it'll be so good, though. It'll be interesting. He's so good. Who? Pierce. He is. He is very good. He's so good. Anything you'd like to say about that matchup? Are we ready? Um. Yeah, I mean, that's. I'm also just on the, the coattails of believing in Brady again, and, and Jacobs has been killing it, so. That was the side I mm-hmm. landed on. Lucas is 1-0 against Tisver. In all. All history. Interesting. All history. They've only played once. Really? Hmm. Isaac M versus Kevin W. Yep. 3-2-1. Kevin Isaac. W. Isaac. Yeah, this one's tough. I honestly... Kevin has beat him three, uh, three times out of their five matchups in league history. I just think Kevin um I think Kevin's team is better than what it's showing. I think Murray with having Hopkins there will be one of the top quarterbacks that we were expecting him to be. Jonathan Taylor against Washington looks bad. And ETN against Denver looks real bad. As in like they're gonna go off. Right. So those yes. are the problems uh for picking Kevin, but St. Brown's back, Cup is there. I don't know. I uh and he had a great pickup of bass this waiver wire, so oh looking for this to kinda of help balance it out and give him the edge. Okay. Um Zerling is gonna outscore Bass easily. We don't call him that. It's Greg the Leg. Greg the Leg is going to outscore Bass easily. Oh. Um, so that's my kicker take. 
No, I yeah. Like, it's not kick or take. It's kicker analysis. You can do kicker analysis mm-hmm. on, and obviously with him going up against up against New England and them having one of the top red zone defenses, yeah, you're correct to assume that Zerlin's going to have a big game. Etn in London, two touchdowns. Um, Jonathan Taylor going to destroy. You have Etn with two touchdowns in New England, or in the in over London. the seas. In what? In London. Yeah, in London, 100. percent Two touchdowns. That's massive, bro. Are you betting Ro- that? Robinson's gone. Are you betting that? Robinson's out. Are you betting that? Bye. Are you betting that? Haven't yet. A multiple touchdown game for ETN? It's probably like plus 800 or something. Make yeah, it a parlay. Man. If they play in London. No, don't, play, don't parlay. If you're going to bet that, don't if, parlay if it. If you're going to parlay it, you say, if they bet in London. If they bet in London. No, yeah. sorry. If they play in London. Then he gets suspended for a year. If he that's bets. one. Yes or no? Will they play in London? Yes. Parlay. <laughs> Will they, Will they play London? more than .5 games in London? Negative 1 million odds. Take the over and then parlay that with ETN rushing two touchdowns. You're such a genius. I know. It's <laughs> a betting genius. Okay. That's our pick'ems. Uh, where do we... Let's pull it up. Where do we differ? We differ. On... <laughs> we differ on three <laughs> games. Once again, the Alex C. Griff matchup. The Isaac Kevin matchup and the Patrick P. Eric J. matchup. I like your side on the Eric J. matchup, to be honest, but also to be honest, I'm gonna win by a ton if if I have to continue I'm pretty with my confidence. I'm pretty streak. freaking excited. I'm pretty freaking excited. Yeah. It's our deferment. Yep. A uh, quick little update here. Want to bring Sleeper into the mix here for twenty twenty two. Current percentages are at 64.29 means that they are missing on 35.71% Wait, of their projections. Hold on. Say that one more time. Sleeper, currently their projections are... On this year? Yep, for 2022. Okay, are 64.29. Yep. Did you see my stats? Let me go ahead and pull up your stats. 64.29. You've gotten 27 correct, and so has Sleeper. That's crazy. And I know I haven't picked Sleeper every time. No, no, you So haven't. I wonder where we, where me and Sleeper differ. It's a different one. So me and Sleeper are neck and neck. Tip for tat. And you're running in third place way behind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get the, uh, <laughs> uh, can I even beat the missing percentage? Like you can't beat the sleep, the losing, the winning percentage or the, no, I'm better than the losing percentage. 45.24, 19. So we'll see. Let's, uh, so kind of on this, I want to make sure. So pickings for the week. Last year, I finished with 50. You finished with 48. So as of right now, the record is 50. Can we break the 50-point threshold and be – last time that was 59.52%. So can we break the third, the 60-point threshold? That means I have to average 3.28 um, correct. We're halfway there, week. man. You're halfway there. I've got to make up some ground. So, so if I can – yeah, get three to four picks right a week, then I can beat that record from yeah, last I just year. Make sure. Yeah, this is only to the regular season. So yeah, week fourteen, it's over. Yep. Um, man, I'm excited. I don't know, man. New juice in the in the pickums for me. So yeah, I'm excited because I came at you, got in your face a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, love it. Let's uh, let's do our next thing. Pull 
partner, partner, partner. Parlay? That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. Okay, let's talk bets, man. Let's talk bets. Let's get Betty with it. Betty with it. <laughs> let's get Betty. Who yeah. is the Ruth Bet? Ruth Betts? <laughs> who is Ruth Betts? <laughs> who is Ruth Betts? Um, who is uh, Betty White? Let's get Betty White with it. Betty White with it. Let's Betty White it. Okay. Let's Betty, oh, Betty okay. with it. Betty, Betty with it, with it. Betty White it. Betty White it with it. Show me the way. Show me how to get <laughs> Betty with it. Oh, I'll tell you how to do it, young buck. This is how you do it. Um, you pick a Thursday game and then you do this and after that then you do this and this you parlay too and you double your money there and then once you do that you get a gray hair wow yeah because you're going to parlay did they play in London in London one plus <laughs> one and a half yeah okay alright Um, what's the game <laughs> it's, it's Baltimore Tampa Bay the Baltimore Tampa Bay I am not going to parlay this in Sleeper because I don't care anymore. Right. Okay. That's fair. I'm going to pull up my bookie where I do all of my offshore blackjack gambling. Right. <laughs> what is this? Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. Is that for real? No way. It is. The spider? It's a freaking promo. The spider? Jake Paul versus the spider. Oh my gosh. That's Interesting. Really getting out of hand. Interesting. Uh, let's bet on that. Here we go. Got it in there. Okay. <laughs> Pulling it up Jake. here. Does, how old is Anderson Silva now? He's, He's got to be old. He's older than dirt. Like 50 or something. He's dirt old. Um, all right. Here we go. You ready? Here's the spread, man. It is a plus one in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. We are at Tampa Bay, I believe. Is that correct? Basically a pick em. Basically is, a pick em. It is Tampa Bay. Okay. Over under is forty six points. Hmm. Okay. So I think they've. I don't know if you're kind of doing that math. The way that breaks out is I think maybe like a twenty four fourteen game. Not even close. Well, no, no, no. I'm like just how how would you allocate like what that's gonna look like? I'm not kidding. Well, because they so, win by one. They they are the implied point total for the team, being a what is it a forty what forty six forty six would be. They win by one, right? So I get what you're saying. Yes, okay, I see what you're saying. You're saying like it's a, I mean, in theory, they're saying that this is a 20, I'm just trying to pick seven, multiples of seven and field goals. 24. It's 20. Honestly, I feel like the game they're saying is going to be like 27, 26. I know that the math, I'm just no, trying to the think. The math like, doesn't work out. I know that. That's why I would say this is an obvious over or under pick. This is not in the Vegas zone. <clears throat> I'm saying that most often teams are going to hit, hit your 27 or your 21s. Three touchdowns, four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 28. 28-21. <laughs> I'm all over the place. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. I'm just trying to pick I you're saying. where I think someone will land and where the other team will be. Obviously, I know they're going to be close. It's basically an implied point total of 24. for who. So who's favored? Uh, technically, it is the Buccaneers. Okay, so 24-22 is 46. That's them winning by two. Yeah. But obviously, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not going to be 24. So, I'm just like, like, so round that up. Where did the touchdowns come from? 
Why can't it be 24, Ben? So you're saying they're going to get three touchdowns and a field goal? That is a possibility. Tampa Bay will get three <laughs> touchdowns and a field goal. Okay, so then tell me how in the world does Baltimore get 23? I mean, there's a lot of combinations. That's of what I'm saying. Like, that's not going to happen, though. Like, that would mean three touchdowns and then they get a safety? No, or they miss an extra point. Like, there, there's a million ways oh you can get to 20, gosh. 22, right. Ben. So, for me, the way that <laughs> oh I look at this, okay, well, I, we might as well just remove this part of the podcast. <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's not going to be 24, 23. It won't be. It will more often than not be something like 21 to... 17. That would be an example. So you take the under if you think that that's going to be the case. Okay. Sure. Yeah. If you're actually trying to figure out what the score of the game, I'm just telling you what the implied total means based on. Off to a rough start on this parlay. Uh, so here's the thing. You're going to bet any of these things? My uh, line, minus 16 for Tampa, minus 116. You think Tampa. I'm not going to bet the, I'm not betting the line of who's going to win that game. Very volatile game here. Yeah. yeah. Lamar can. Yeah do anything underneath the sun he cannot show up he could be the best player out there is the buccaneers offense going to be able to get past the joe schmo carolina defense this time and be better baltimore's better defense than carolina are they going to be better you would hope so they've been saying this a billion times that every single game is a get right game for the bucks they're just not right i'm just going off on a limb and saying they're not right i've actually got i would say baltimore winning this game even okay. in Buck Stadium. Okay. And I would have the I'd have the over. You have the over? Yep, I'd have the over. I have like again in my head I'm seeing Baltimore getting twenty eight and I'm seeing Tom Brady trying to operate behind for most of the game. You know, getting up to twenty one points. Maybe they get 24, maybe, from Suckup, whoever their kicker is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my spread, so I've got the over. And I'm picking the Ravens. Picking Thoughts the Ravens. That? That? Yeah, I would pick the Ravens. because the Buc- I'm, So, obviously, in so my pickums earlier, they, yeah. I'm saying that I hope that the Bucks will do well, fantasy-wise. Yeah. But I can't put any faith in Tom Brady. He lost me my survivor. I was still in a survivor pick, and I used the Buccaneers last week because mm. I thought for sure – the number the one person in the division will beat the worst team in football. Yeah, I thought for sure the Bucks were going to win that one. Seems obvious. Knocked me out of the survivor pool. I lost some money on that game, too. Yeah, I heard. I heard about it. But, yeah, so we're favored by a point. Yeah, I, don't, I have no faith. No faith in them. I have no faith. All right, well, that's your uh, pick of anything uh, else you want to discuss on this game? So you don't think they can score 23 and a half? You think that's impossible? You shut your doggy mouth. You shut your doggy whore mouth. Because to be to be clear, that is their implied point total. 23 and a half. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you right in your face. 23 and a half, 22 and a half. Sorry for everybody who had to listen to that segment. Hopefully there'll be a more juicy game. Honestly, this will be a great game. Who's going to score a touchdown? Who's going to score a touchdown in this game? Lamar, rushing touchdown. Okay. At least one of those. At least one of those, rushing touchdown. I think Tom Brady a rushing touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does those ones in the line. Quarterback sneak. Yeah. Knock it in there. No, no, no. But I've got a rushing touchdown for Lamar easy in this game. Um, Honestly, honestly, 
Mm-hmm. Defensive touchdown in this game? Which side? Either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can bet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You can bet a defensive touchdown yeah. for the game. You know what I've got is a a long pass to Mike Evans that he doesn't catch but gets interfered on. Okay? And then he gets mad, gets in the guy's face, gets thrown out of the game, and then they get on the one-yard line and Tom Brady quarterback sneaks it in. I'm putting in a bet on that. Can you can you bet that? Yeah, we'll be looking into my bookie options to see what <laughs> it's props an exotic, are available. It's yeah. an exotic prop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, nothing else really to discuss there. I'm good with that. All right, sick. All right, everybody, favorite announcements. <laughs> Keep laughing at me. How many times have you hit that? Okay, here's the thing. We've got announcements this week. Great. Um, We've got announcements, guys. We've actually got one for you. November, which is next month. Next month, the... Depends on when they're listening. November 13th through the 19th is a week in the year, 2022, that Ben P... Year of our Lord. Year of our Lord. (laughs) You're our Lord. You're our Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that Ben P is going to be out. Uh, Anno Domini. I'm going to be out, man. I'm going to be out the 16th, the 17th. Maybe we come back on a Friday and we do the pod, but I'm just saying realistically, the league should get their selves prepared for no podcast on the week of November 13th through the 18th. Now, I would never say this, but the league is going to say, you've already taken a week off. I didn't, though. I guess we did. We tried, did. though. We tried so hard. We did. Try. We did. If we... it wasn't for the sickness yeah. that plagued your daughter. Yeah, daughter was going then, um, hard. We actually would have done it that week. So it doesn't count, but it does count. And I completely understand, but F you. And <laughs> sorry. I completely understand you're upset. The podcast should be a weekly thing that is never uh, wavers. But just, I mean, come on. We're humans. We yeah. got to take breaks from now and then. And It travers. So... <laughs> You know, and with that being said, I hope that Patrick P schedules accordingly and gets his vacation scheduled in the same week so that we don't have to miss multiples. November thirteenth vacation. Writing it in. Penciling it in. Pencil it in. Duly yeah. noted. I'm going on a Disney cruise now. Got it. Cool. Love that. Uh but other than that, anything else you would like to say? Uh to the league members, any any shout outs, any um any any announcements on your end? Uh no announcements. Um, of course, as always, well, we've already shouted out our listeners at this You know point. who we haven't talked about? Who? I want to do our shouts out now, but we haven't talked about our fans over there in Caterham. Have they, have they stuck around? Have you looked at I'll the stats? I'll check the statistics. I'll check out the statistics and see. Caterham, if you're here, we're glad to have you. I'm so happy you're here. Stuck around. They've been waiting all year for the podcast. Come back. I can't believe we're in week eight. It's like yeah. we just started yesterday. Halfway point, man. We're midway there. Yep. Let's, let's let's get our shout outs here. Okay. Keely Bing. Okay. Long time listener. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. I want to say your name. Keely Bing. Keely Bing. Thank you so much for listening. She is very into fantasy football now. She was throwing out some stats to me and like talking trade talks and stuff earlier this week mm. that I have I don't even know. I was like target share, all this stuff she's been looking into. I love that. She's been spending a lot of time. That's juicy content right there. She's been digging in the big data. Does she have big data? Yeah, I was going to say, she's got big data. Submit it to the uh, Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated email. 
Yeah, honestly, yeah, send it right over. <laughs> send it right on over. Our best best guys on it. <laughs> Evan S is busy actually. So, <laughs> um, shout out to my mom. You know, like uh, Does she listen? No. Oh no, no, she doesn't. Oh. Um. Well, all right. <laughs> cool. Well, let's wrap it up. <laughs> love you. Love the love you. Thanks for listening. And um, you know what a guy. You know what a guy you are. Thanks for being the co-host here and joining this and kind of doing this with me, you know? Yeah, yeah, thank you, too. I just got a a flashback to when you used to have have me, like, say a word on the pod. And for a second, I thought you were trying to do that, but I was like, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that anymore. The way you were, like, teeing me up, I thought you were trying to get me to say a word. What was the, uh, what did we say a lot of it? Choicest. You're the choicest guy I'd ever have on this pod, you know that? Well, thanks. You are the best. You are the best. (laughs) You are the rice of the the podcast. (laughs) All right, let's wrap it up. I'm ready. You ready to go home? I'm home. Dojo. Okay, all right. See you guys later. See you next week.